we kick off the holidays with Italian Thanksgiving food ideas while listening to the music of the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra, plus wacky Italian news and events. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show right here live on 1150 AM KKNW and the greater Puget Sound area, or you can listen to us 24-7 on the Internet at WCIR.biz, the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. Just go to our website, WCIR.biz, click on the link at the top of the page. You can stream today's show or listen to any of our past broadcasts. If you'd like to call us live and be a part of our studio audience this uh, afternoon, you can call us at 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. I'm your host, Mr. Tony Lestella, with my other gorgeous, lovely, from Italy. She's from North Italy, so it doesn't really count. Co-host, Marzia Caputo. Hey, hey, buon pomeriggio. Buon pomeriggio a tutti quanti. Eh, let's talk about again. I'm Italian. I know, I know, but you doesn't pra- matter from you, north or south. Pra- I'm Italian. You're practically Swiss. I mean, you're, you're Again, so far up let north. Let me I mean, explain. You know. We made Italian from Rome down. So uh, come on. Well, yeah, but Please. you're not from Rome down. You're like from <laughs> Vincenza on up. You know, that's the Look the map in 1800. And we got some great guests with us today in our studio here from the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra. Martin's still in, and Joseph White. And very good to have both of you guys with us. It's a pleasure. Thanks Great so much. We're glad, glad to have you back, you know? Yeah, glad to be uh-huh. here. All right, so uh, we're going to get back with you guys in a little bit, but first of all, you know, we're going to do what we do every week, and that's bring you the news stories from mm-hmm. Italy. Yes, folks, these are true stories. We have our sources for each one of them, and when it comes to Italian news, quite often the facts are wackier than fiction. <laughs> all right? Okay, let me start the first one. All right. So there are 10 surprising things about being an American in Italy, right? This right. was on October 3rd. It's a half post. Half post. Half post. Half post. Half post. It sounds so funny. You I know? never heard that one. Well, it's just three little pigs that will forget about it. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyway, you know how beautiful is Italy, right? And yeah, when you go yeah. in Italy, you love everything. But remember, you can be disappointed for certain things because you're expecting things from here to be the same when you go there. Like, example, what is the first? The first food. one is Italian uh, food versus American mm-hmm. Italian food. So, you know, we've talked about this a lot. There's Italian-American right. dishes, for instance, like Alfredo, which are, you know can be very good dishes, you or, or the, spaghetti and meatballs. Well, if you ask Alfredo, it will come out, the guy from washing the exactly. dishes will yeah. come yeah. out and say, can <laughs> I help you? We don't have Alfredo. Um, or you, they're going to make you eat outside, you know. <laughs> Alfredo. You know, so that yeah. is one. We so can have one. Alfredo. We have the white pasta, like a panna. Yeah, or you, you yeah, can exactly. have that. Or, or gorgonzola. Or bechamel. You know. yeah. Very good. Oh, you're getting better. Yeah, Look I know. at that. You're learning you know, a lot from me. Come on. <laughs> I should just start All right. So, you. Uh, the, you know. The, that is the, one. The first thing is food. So the food's going to be different. Mm-hmm. If you're used to Italian-American food, uh, the, when you get in Italy, you know, they're going to have the true Italian-Italian food there. Right. Okay? The same one. The other food, again. Polpette. You're not going to have a spaghetti with polpette. Yeah, yeah. Meatballs on yeah, top. Yeah. They're going to look, you know, are you kidding me? It's what? It's the cartoon. Yeah, just exactly. So you, if you want the polpette, it's like a side dish. You can have like a second. You can have, uh, first you eat the pasta, and then you can have that. You can have and the together. second thing is uh, the what? dinner in Italy is not a marathon. It's no. not like it is here. You know, like they seat you and you got like 60 minutes to eat. I mean, the dinner no, in Italy goes on It's a marathon, not a for, sprint. Yeah, for hours. For hours. Hours right. and hours and hours. I mean, yes. you know. Yeah. Recently, they don't make too much money with us because when we take a table, that's it. We stay there for hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they exactly. cannot wait for the second person to come in. That's now, I have to thought. ask you about mm. this next one, well, okay, because, uh, I, you know, my cousin's uh, in Rome and then you know, we when, when uh, we've had exchange students here. And it's true, the Italians do have an intense fear of the cold. I mean, like, you know, if it even gets like where it could be like 70 degrees in the middle of summertime, but the wind starts blowing a little bit, they're going to wear a sweater, put a scarf on them. Look like we call it ready. colpo di freddo. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to be careful. You can die with this. It comes with a lot of caution, you know? <laughs> I see, I it's see. spring, we already have a scarf, coat, we have hat, everything. And if you don't have the wool tank top under the sweatshirt, your grandma will die because she'll be like, where's your tank top? You should have a tank top under so the why top. is it though? I no. mean, because you know, Italy has this warm climate. How come you guys are so afraid of a little cold? It's uh, our culture. We really grew up like you should not have a breeze. It's really bad for you. You can stare. If you have a flu, it's for that. If you have a bronchitis, it's for that. 
So it's really the old generation. And well, I could see that like in southern Italy, but like in no, northern no, Italy, everywhere. you guys are practically in the Alps where you go skiing and stuff it's like cold. that. So you must, I mean, you know. You, no, you, no, I just got back from Italy, right? Yeah, yeah. And my mom, bring the wool, you know, bring the sweatshirt, bring this. I went there, I was dying. It's like, this is hot. <laughs> I can't do this. It was really, for them, it was like, no, no, it's cold. We need a sweatshirt. We grew up a different temperature and that's, uh, how we grew up to stay warm, even when it's still uh, not the cold, but right, still, right, right. better stay warm, better sweating, keep the sweat inside. The next yeah. one is Papa <laughs> versus Papa. Okay, Papa. So yeah, Papa is like your daddy. Okay, right. Papa. Whereas Papa means the Papa. Pope. Yeah. So you're going to be very careful that you didn't say, hey, I saw my papa kissing his secretary last week. You know, uh, it could yeah. be, you know, well, yeah, be some young. You're going to have a lot of confession to say about exactly, that. Exactly. You know? So remember, Papa, you have the, uh, how do you call it, the accent on top of the A? Yes, yes, yeah, you say, papa. papa. You he- hear that. And then the Pope, Papa, you don't have no accent on top of the A. You just uh, clear Regular. Now, this next one I know is true because everywhere I've ever gone in Italy, whether it's Napoli, Rome, or Milano, or ah. wherever it is, <laughs> yeah. the scooters always have the right of way. I mean, we don't give the scooters come along and boom, they hit the they they hit right. the top, they they hit the, the the front of your car and they zoom in and out of traffic. Yeah. You know, it's so. not low. Honestly, we take the low. I think we have a scooter and you have a bike. We take like that. I own it. And they're the craziest yeah. drivers I've seen. These people, you know, really like they should be in some of these extreme sports here because they got no fear. If you think about it, look at here in America. The pedestrian, the pedestrian, I can't even say it. The people walking. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. Thank you, pedestrian. Oh, thank you. see, we need you for this. Marcia, focus, I'm not focus. That words. So those here in the States that are the first to have uh, the right, in either we don't. So, like I said, you cross it, you move it, or you're going to go under a car. I spent 20 <laughs> minutes trying to cross the street in Rome with, uh-huh. the, with a stroller. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, you see? You see? Well, we're going to do one more here. What and this it? is one that I always have found to be quite amazing, that in Italy, while it's carb central, I mean, everything has pasta, whether they're bread right. or cheese, it's I have very, very seldom seen many fat Italians. I mean, here, you got tons of Italian-Americans that are just really, you know, very, very overweight. But in Italy, they eat all these carbs day after day after day, and they're skinny. Yeah, I mean, two you know. things. I give you the answer two things. First, the flour is different. It's not uh, like here being treated. It's really uh, like a gluten-free, really natural, fresh. That's one. Second one, we do move a lot. I mean, here, you fast food, you can drive. You can go to the bank, you drive through. You can do all that. Neither you bike a lot or walk a lot. Well, I think, I think that also they don't have the, the greasy fast food like they got here. I mean, you know, because that's still, not... We do. We you know, start to have it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We start to love the American food over there, too. We are fighting for that. So, but like I say, we do move a lot. Every time we're done eating, we walk. Let's have a walk in the center. Let's have a coffee. Let's have a aperitivo. So you walk a lot. And you so. have to jump out of the way of the scooters, too. Exactly. Uh, you, you see? There you go. You yeah, see? Exactly. There you yes, go. I, that is true. You made a good point there. Uh-huh. All right. So now moving on to our next story, bringing the ghostly city mm-hmm. of Pompeii back to life. This comes to us from April 8th, 2019 from National Geographic. Very good source here. So, you know, Pompeii has kind of been the byword for catra- catastrophes right. for over the last 2,000 years, right? So today, though, they're trying to kind of take all of these catastrophes and they're trying to transform them into an archaeological showcase, okay? Ooh. First time in 19th centuries, they're trying to kind of bring a whole thing, make it a tourist attraction. Attraction. So what they're doing is, like, they're going to Ooh. a lot of these different places, and, um, you know, they're like where you, you have these ruins and stuff, and they're, like, trying to kind of make a thing where tourists can go see different things, okay? So so first of all, you know, that the, the, the main thing, when the uh, the Mount Mount Vesuvius Lizzie, erupted, yeah. the big thing that we all think back about mm-hmm. was seventy nine A.D. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was like you know uh, just shortly after the uh, the death of Christ there, uh, and um, but then you know there's been many other eruptions throughout the years uh, in all the centuries. Uh, there have been at least four major earthquakes that they know of at the Bay of Naples, uh, there were tons and tons of man-made uh, disasters, especially like in the Second World War when a lot of the buildings mm-hmm. were blasted out and stuff. Um, they got feral dogs and cats that are like, you know, kind of living in these things like wild right. animals in these things. So, you know, yeah. um, it says that there are uh, only 13% of uh, Pompeii sites, mm. which is 110,000, uh, 110 visible acres remain visible to visitors. So 
the Great Pompeii Project, they got 200 experts that are coming there. They're trying to kind of like, you know, rebuild all these places so you can go and see like, you know, and, and almost like, like I guess if they could race the Titanic and you could walk through it and see the disaster. That's right? a wonderful idea because I went there. It's, first, it's so big. It's a lot to walk. Right, And right. you have to like, I went with my kids. I have to explain to them, this is a building. And they look like, what? What is that? Is everything down? So you have to really use imagination a lot. Right, right. To explain that, what it was. So I so think it's a project. wonderful yeah, idea. Yeah, the project is going to restore this. So, you know, they actually have people, I guess, who are literally frozen like when they, they were hit bought, by they the, do. you know, yeah. You can you see know? the mother protect their own child on the ground. You can see that because, like like I said, first it was the the, um, the smoke, everything. That's what happened. They, they could not wake up. But, you know, the body, how it is, you see it completely still there. It's really. Well, remember the scary thing about Pompeii. Uh, now, we, we covered this, I know, about a year ago in our, uh, you know, we were talking about the evacuation. Okay, right, So no. they have this evacuation plan there. Right. Because I guess there's something like 60,000 people who are still living in that exact yes. area where yes. the mountain, you know, it's the town the all 2,000 years ago blew up and it killed everybody, right? But, so they got this ex- evacuation plan. The, the problem is this, because uh, there's always a lot of rumblings and everything since Vesuvius technically is a, you know, it's active volcano and they right. got earthquakes and stuff there. They never know, like, when to really, you know, uh, push the button on it because, like, right. okay, if you think it's going to erupt, you push the button and you evacuate everybody and it doesn't erupt, then, yeah. of course, you got this big chaos. It costs thousands and thousands, millions of dollars. You're displacing people, right? Right. But if they wait too long and they don't push the button in time, you can't get 60,000 people out of there quick enough so they're not going to get killed Remember, by the volcano. our thing's a little bit back. We are now like here that you already know what could happen. We're still working well, on no, it. Well, no, they still, e- even here, things, even here, I mean, it's the same technology. Napoli, you know. if you look how they build, all in the bottom of Napoli, it's all the root of the mountain, where it's all the uh, volcanic thing. Yeah, So yeah. if something happened, Napoli would disappear. I mean, it's all town. All day long, you can feel the earthquake down there. It's everything. It's really scary. How well, right now, I feel like we have to take a sponsor breaker. So we'll be right back, folks, in a couple of minutes with my favorite part of the show here because Marcia brought food today to yep. feed us. All yep. right. Don't go yep. away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150KKNW.com. And we are back here with the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. Uh, you're listening to the music in our commercial breaks at Tony Lestel and the Goombas, the, our house band here performing many places around the Northwest during this holiday season. So make sure you go to our website and you can check that out. But now, like I said earlier, is our favorite part of the show here. 
when Marcia actually feeds us. You know, you haven't fed us for a long time, I got to point out here, you know. Eric, I mean, you were going all this really time, you know. For him. And I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, we... You know, we're practically Hi. starving. You know, I, oh. I had to make it up by doing liquor, you know. Oh. So there you go, you know. <laughs> well, so. that is true. All oh. right, so today you're making mm-hmm. volutata di zucca. Volutata di zucca. Okay. It's like a pumpkin so soup. So it's a pumpkin soup. Right. right, And this is like a special thing. Now, I know in in Italy you don't celebrate Thanksgiving because no. that's an American uh, holiday. But this is kind of like a, a fall or this, an autumn yeah, type October, of soup, right? November. This is a type of food that you find a lot in the north. We, well, south to the south to use it. Yeah, Let's yeah. be clear with that. But you find a lot of this to, to October, November is the time we eat this. You know. So tell us now a little bit here. We'll give a little bit to our guests here too. Okay. We'll let everybody try this out. Now okay. tell us what uh, how, how you make the soup. So the, the zuppa. So the, it's really simple. Um, first, you use, you use a lot of like a, a the um, leek. Leek. Leaking, all right. right okay. Yeah, cut yeah, it off yeah. really thin. Put it with the oil. Let it cook a little bit, get softer, no brown, get mm-hmm, softer. Mm-hmm. And then you start adding the soup, the, the pumpkin. The that pumpkin, you open right. it, The fresh one. I didn't get the can. I got the fresh one. You cut it, the small you one. Cut it up. You take and make the, a little square. Yeah. Gotcha, dot, gotcha. And you put it in, and you put it with some potato, too. Sim, I want okay. a little bit less. 300 grams of a pumpkin soup and 60 of the potato. So you balance it out so you get the right, right thickness, right? You just right? put it All in. Right. Let it cook, add some broth, vegetable broth, if you want that, to make the water, because they don't make too much water. But let it cook for a long time, it really slow, because that uh, is the best. And okay. then you blend it all. Um, in the end, you can add, uh, like I say, some thyme or um, some more leek on top, some spicy. All right, so give some of this to, uh, to Joseph Last Martin. Last year, I did a one, if you remember, I made it my mom tradition with a cream. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, and, yes. Uh, cre- and we cook it with a lot of onion. That's the one that you can make it with a lot of onion. And you so what is it you just put on top of it? That's Spicy. That's a chili pepper, right? Chili pepper, yes. So spicy. So you put a little chili pepper to give it a little bit of a, of a bite. The only things I add over here because it was And then you plain. add this cre- crema mexicana. No, so this if is you want. Mexican I'm going to try the leather like a little scoop and you can tell right, me what you okay, think. okay. All right. But I put some bacon little bit. A little bacon? Punch okay. it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it didn't have no, too much flavor. So I said, let me add some yeah, we give that to. Bacon. I'll give that to Eric. Okay. And then give one to each of our guests here. Here, Eric. Yeah, Try this it. one here. Thank you. I'm so it's very, it. very nice. It's, uh, it's, uh, so how long does it take to really cook this when you start it then? What? Uh, 40 minutes. 40 minutes to let it cook everything for a long time. It'd be okay. And then uh, um, that's it. And then, so then, um, in Italy, you you do this a lot in the in the fall, obviously, because that's when they have the pumpkins and you know the different harvests there. Um, so this would be a probably a good Italian American dish. I'm thinking as well because right. you know, right? You can use it like I say, it's winter because pumpkins the fun, the time they come out is right, October, right. so that's perfect to start picking up them and. Just try. I said, Joseph, That's what do you think uh, about that? Awesome. Yeah, you like that, huh? huh? I give you a napkin right How about now. you, Marty? What do you think? Fantastic. All right. Good. Yeah. I have a napkin right here. Eric, nice. go there. Eric, like this, just, you know. It's very nice. Now, All right. the other <laughs> way you... Hey, Eric, aren't you glad that she's back bringing food? Absolutely. You know? Oh, Tell you what, you know? Now, the other way you can serve, another way you can do, if you don't like the plain soup, oh, like you that. can do some, mm. toast some bread mm. and make the... Cr- I cr- Crouton. I was looking. I was showing to him. Sorry. Yes, please. And you can put it in. Repeat after me. Crouton. Crouton. It's French. I can say crouton. Okay. It's not that. I was looking here. Focus. Focus. Crusty. Up. He speak Italian. So you can use that too. All right. Now I'll let you try different with the cream. And you tell me how you think about that. Let's go with the bread. I like the bread. bread. Yeah. Give a little bit because it's. It's a thing. Yeah, if you want yeah. some, it's, it's nice when it's nice and warm. I apologize. I don't have the tools no, to bring good. too much good. what I can do. <laughs> but, you know, they don't so pay me enough to this, do all uh, this. <laughs> now, interesting, the, you use this, this uh, um, Mexicana crema. Right. So they don't have it. anything like this in Italy? or do, what, what No, in Italy we have La Panna. La Panna. Okay. Mm-hmm. La Panna is like um, whipping cream. You can uh-huh. use that too. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of Italian, we find out they're using the crema messicana. It's like the 
I give you another spoon. So, so it's, it's like, like La, Pana? Uh, La Panna. It's exactly the so, same thing. Mix it together, okay? Hold on. All right, so like in Italy then, you don't, so you're just using this here because you can't get the La Panna here that you need, right? right? No, yeah. you cannot find La Panna because it's really right. fresh uh, So this is milk. with the cream on it. Right. Try that. I give you that. Oh, I like that a lot. With a cream, right? I do. I like it. That's my I, mom I, recipe. I like it kind of like with a cream I try, I give it and with the bread, it. both. You know, that's really good. What do you give? Give them a little. I, I do it now. I write, do it right now. Give me a second. I got two hands. I no help. Very good. Yeah. And he want, want, want. That's good. So, so the, so your recipe mm-hmm. that adds the bacon, right? You add. The the, the 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 bread like the croutons on top, right? And then you add the 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 panna or the Mexican cream in this case. Some time, right? And it's really outstanding. It kind of now, gives it a whole, you know. My recipe, the Italian one that I did last year, you can look at in a uh, on the radio, and you can find it. It's really simple. You don't need uh, the potato. We just use the pumpkin. A lot of onion. A lot of onion. Let it yeah, cook. Yeah. And just add the panna, and that's it. And you don't need nothing else. It's really the yeah, onion yeah. give a lot of flavor, right, right? So you don't need all this. So all right. Uh, so while you are uh, re uh, filling this for our guests here to let them try this now with this uh, with the cream in it, right. um, we're going to talk about our Italian phrases of the day that Marcy has prepared for us. We're going to give you very very important uh-uh. Thanksgiving phrases and stories that you must know. You know, if you're going to be celebrating uh, Thanksgiving Italian style, right? So, first of all, in it- Italy, how do you say Thanksgiving, Marzia? Giorno del ringraziamento. Giorno day of ringraziamento, day of thanks. Of thanks. Right. But, of course, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving no, there. But they started. I was looking internet, and a lot of people started with that. I was like, yeah. they were giving a deal the American way. What to do, like menu, everything. So, but it what are they? Because here, of course, we're celebrating the the pilgrims. Right. You know, came over and they got from the Native Americans, we the turkeys, and everything. To say thank so, you. So, Why you know, can I use it? Obviously, was one thing. Like you know, what they were just celebrating. Say, you know, just say thank you for all year round. Is one day's? Why don't do a special too? All right, that's what I was talking about. And then you got turkey. In turkey, when you say turkey in in Italian, it is called tacchino. 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 And of course, this next one is one of my favorites. You uh, cannot have a Thanksgiving feast without your turkey and you know your dressing, your mashed potatoes, and this dessert. This is your pumpkin pie, okay? Right. Which is torta di zucca. Torta di zucca. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, now I always thought a pumpkin pie would be like more of an American dessert. So, right. but you yeah. know, do, do, do they make no. that now in Italy? We don't. They started now, yes. Yeah, yeah. But we don't. We use a lot the pumpkin for meal. This yeah, is what we yeah. do a lot, but not for making uh, pie, things like that. They probably they started now, yes, I'm sure. All right. And then, of course, cranberry, which comes to us from, from uh, England, because there was a lot of cranberry over the centuries for various, you know, English feasts. Right. Uh, and you say for cranberry? Mirtillo. Mirtillo. Okay? Mirtillo. Mirtillo. Come Mertillo. on, concentrati. Mirtillo. Concentrati, Tony. Mirtillo. Okay, so now we're going to give you some important things, some important yes. phrases to know when you're getting ready to get your turkey this year, Italian style. Okay, so if you go, so last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. she's going to tell you how to say this in Italian in a minute. Right. Last Thanksgiving, I shot my own turkey. It was fun. I mean, the shotgun going boom, right? Of course, everybody at the supermarket just was staring at me. <laughs> Figure, why track them down when you know where they are, right? <laughs> that was a good one. All right. So, l'anno scorso, ho sparato un tacchino. Mi sono divertito. Il suono della pistola, boom! Tutti al supermercato mi hanno fissato. Perché ritracciarli quando sai dove sono? Sounds very good. That sounds very good. Okay, so now you do the next one. Okay. I'm from Italy. So Thanksgiving to me is just a Thursday with a lot more food, and I'm very thankful for that. There you go. All right. You want to say in Italian? Sono italiano, quindi il giorno del ringraziamento per me è solo un giovedì con più cibo e ne sono molto grata. Very good. You got it. You see? Good. Thank you very, very much. We're going to go to a short break, and then we're going to be back with our friends from the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra. Don't go away. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. All right, we are back here, and, you know, uh, we thought it would be really cool this time here on the Italian radio show since, uh, you know, we have them here in the studio for us. We'd like to feature as our Artist of the Week, brought to you by Mickey Salon Spa down on the Tacoma Waterfront. Um, we'd like to feature the Seattle, Seattle Mandolin Orchestra. I'm going to play something from their album, uh, you know, one of my favorite Italian songs, I think the most famous of all, A Little O Sole Mio.
Wasn't that beautiful? Oh, I mean, there was just goodness. something that is absolutely beautiful, romantic, just about the sound of a mandolin. For I mean, a second, it, I felt like I was in Italy. I know. I mm. just, I mean, it really does just, you know, I, I think it must be with the instrument of instruments that really right. you can, when you hear it, you just think Italian, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're really, really lucky today to have here in our studio uh, the conductor of the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra, Joseph White. And one of the great players there, Martin Stillian. Thank you, gentlemen. I know we introduced you before. We've been having some fun here. So uh, welcome again to the show. And uh, it's always good to have you back here, you know. Thanks so Thank much. you very much. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice uh, nice recording of that. Julie Finch is our soprano on that. Uh-huh. That's a terrific job. Wonderful. Wonderful. She has just kind of that right, you know, type of voice for that. I exactly. mean, you know, you want to have, there's a certain voice that would go with that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great female voices, but you got to have, the, just that type that just would fit the the mandolin, you know. So and there's a certain transparency to the sound of the mandolin, so she never has to work super hard to be heard. Right, so right, right. Nice, sweet, uh, sweet balance. It's good. So Joseph, you have conducted the uh, the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra for how many years now? Oh gosh, is it eight, nine, something like that? Eight or nine years? That's right. Like that. I know we yeah. see we see one another every year at Festi Italiano. Right. Yeah. And you guys always do a great job. They Thank are very you. well received by the crowd. Thank you. I guess I would have to ask you as a conductor. Um, I've I mean, I've done some conducting, not not at your level certainly, but you know, what are the challenges of Conducting a mandolin orchestra. Well, that's a good question, actually, because they're all plucked instruments, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of in or out. You don't, you can't cheat, really. You either pluck it or you don't pluck it. (laughs) It's not like where you have the violin and you have the social. Right, with the violin you can sneak in. Even with a wind instrument, you can kind of sneak in. But you're either in or out. So if it's not absolutely together on an entrance, yeah, you you hear it. You hear it. On entrances, as a conductor, you have to be particularly precise. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, once you get going and the, the people are tremming and there's all that, then it's actually easier because just the sound of the instrument has a certain amount of noise to it. There's yeah, just, just yeah, a certain amount yeah. of tick, 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 tick on right. everything, right? So you actually, and maybe it balances out, you know. And Martin, you, um, I know that you play a certain type of mandolin. You told me this last year. Mm-hmm. What is your, your specialty? Uh, I'm playing in the mandola section the mandola. Uh, for now, so that is uh, a little bigger and deeper than a mandolin. I play all the instruments in the mandolin family, so I go where I'm needed. Um, I was in the mandocello section for a so number te- of years. So tell us what are the instruments. Mandola. Tell us what are the instruments are. Okay. Um, sure. So we're arranged like a, a string orchestra. So we have first mandolin and second mandolin. Those are tuned the same as the violin. So those are higher. Yeah, they're higher. Yeah. Then the, the mandola would be, in the United States, the mandola is tuned the same as the viola. So gotcha. it's a, a little gotcha. bit kind of in the middle. Then the mandocello is a bigger instrument about the size of the guitar, tuned like a cello. There is a, a mando bass. There's even and, a um, mando bass. Wow, wow. Yeah. Now the mando is this. And we have a guitar. Also we have, this year we have a guitar in our orchestra as well. A lot of mandolin orchestras will use a guitar. So a mando bass, is that like a stand-up, like a kind of stand-up no, bass would be? it's a big honking thing that just Oh, played. really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of nuts. You can, you like can play it guitar. standing up or you can play it kind of semi-seated, but it's uh, it's like the neck on this thing is 42 inches long. And you play and all of these instruments. I haven't got a mando bass that you've played, uh, them. I have played them. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the orchestra owns uh, owns one or two, but uh, so is the fingering basically the same for each, and the tuning, the fingering the same, and just the sound different, or is it totally different tuning and stuff for them? Uh, they're all tuned in fifths, just like um, the bowed strings. But of course, the bigger the instrument is, the the more you have to stretch with your left yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The key so difference was, is the frets. The, yeah. the, the right. mandolins have frets. Otherwise, the double strings are right. Each string is doubled. So that's each, right. That's yeah. what allows you to do the tremolo. So without the frets, you wouldn't be able to hold the string down to get a particular pitch. Yeah, yeah. But the bowed strings don't have frets. So that's gotcha. a, that's a difference for so someone the, coming so from the one to the other. So the cello and the bass in the mandolin family they have frets. They do. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh, gotcha. So, yeah, because I always thought, you know, um, I, I'm a guitar player for many, many years, but I always just, uh, I have guys who sit and play with us who play like the string bass and cello mm-hmm. and stuff. It always blows my mind that they know where to play things on that neck and get the sound and, 
you know, and there's no frets. It's like, yeah, you know, right. so, that's, you actually, know yeah. that's the hard part. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's so. hard. <laughs> well, I, you know, a lot of people go back and forth between, uh, like, I, I also play violin and viola, and it, it is a little confusing to switch from one instrument to the other. So how long has the, the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra been around, Martin? Um, there have been various mandolin orchestras in the Seattle area uh, for more than 100 years. The current group... Um, got together in the early 80s around 1980 and so we've been going for almost 40 years gotcha and joseph so how many concerts you do throughout a year and like what what type of music are you really focusing on well we we try to start off our year with the festa italiana right at at seattle center that's a good way for us to start we start rehearsing you know around labor day Mm -hmm. and uh that gives us a chance to work on the italian repertoire which is of course the kind of the the, the heart, your the base, core, your foundational, yeah, yeah, the yeah, foundational yeah. repertoire, the whole thing. Uh, then we try to do a holiday concert, which is what we'll talk about here, I guess. Uh, and then in the spring, we try to do something with a guest artist. We haven't quite figured out who that will be this spring, but we're working on it. Uh, Jeff Brumley, uh, one of our uh, players, will be uh, directing that one. And then in June, we often, hopefully, str- uh, fingers crossed, will play at uh, Folk Life, also at Seattle Oh, gotcha. Center. So your season then goes from from September till June. That's kind of the the main organized yeah, yeah, part of yeah, it. But yeah. we often do things in the summer. We might be doing a big uh, Italian wedding this uh, next oh, June. Absolutely! Wow, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I, so and it says your repertoire encompasses Baroque, classical, jazz, and folk. So that's uh, you know kind of a. Are there other um, ethnic um, ethnic styles of music other than Italian? You do sure, absolutely. Uh, Italian is the thir- first thing that comes to mind, of right, course, yeah, for, exactly. for most of us. Uh, but there's a, a big school of playing in South America, mm-hmm. uh, really? Argentina, wow. and Brazil, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, mandolin orchestras are big in Japan and Germany, uh, and you know the Germans have a different approach to it from the Italians. Um, uh, and of course, mandolin is big in American folk music, uh, roots music or Appalachian music, which are, whatever you want to call it. So uh, we try to incorporate when we're doing kind of our multi-purpose programs. We yeah, try to yeah. incorporate as much as we can from all these different schools. That's we have right. a we have a piece coming up in in the um, holiday concerts that's uh, written by a Greek American composer. Uh, Victor, how do you say Victor's last name? Kilophides. Victor Kilophides. <laughs> so he's. He's Greek. Uh, he lives in New York. He plays bass in the New York Philharmonic and writes these really amazing pieces for mandolin orchestra. But well, that's uh, fantastic. They all have a touch of Greek music to them. Yeah, I'm, now that I'm thinking, I would think you would hear mandolin and Greek. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah, you exactly, do. Yeah. Eastern Europe, klezmer music, uh, that uses mandolin. It's it's a very versatile instrument. Anything right, now, you tell can us, use a fiddle for, you can use a mandolin. That's fantastic. I know you have some great holiday concerts coming up. So, Martin, you send me this information. And by the way, folks, all of this is free admission. So you really got to check this out because it is so cool. It's not something that you see all the time, and it just is fantastic, especially for Italian or ethnic type of music. So I'm going to just read these off. You have one of the Everett Public Library. That is uh, the main library down in Hoyt in downtown Everett. That's on Saturday, December 7th at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You have one at the Coopville Library, uh, Coopville, Washington. That's at Sunday, December 15th at 3 o'clock. And you have one at the Bellevue Public Library, the main branch on 110th, uh, which takes place at Sunday, December 22nd at 2 o'clock. We'll post all this, of course, on our website with our event calendar for people. Uh, but again, the admission is free. And what type of pieces are you going to be playing at at these concerts? Well, we have a uh, a particular Italian focus with uh, with a piece that is kind of going to be featured. Um, this is the Christmas Concerto by Arcangelo Corelli, uh-huh. who is an Italian Baroque composer. The only way to make this piece more Italian is to play it with mandolins. He he didn't write it for mandolins, of course. He wrote it for uh, violins and uh, cembalo, I think. But we're uh, we're going to tweak it a little bit, play it with mandolins and, and a guitar, and uh, see what we can do. That sounds very cool. Joseph, anything you want to add? Well, just that that particular piece was specifically written by Corelli. It has the inscription, and I'm not going to get this right, Fatto per la notte di Natale. Di Natale. Di Natale. Very good. You did. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Written, made, written for Christmas Eve. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. All right. So how, I'm just, we only have a, about a minute left here, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell people how where they can go 
to learn more about the Seattle Madeline Orchestra, to hear some of your music, and to find more about upcoming shows. Fantastic. We are at uh, seattlemandolin.org, and you go there. We have two recordings that you can buy. There's uh, a few uh, samples you can listen to, and if you have questions, you can get in touch with us. And you know, Tony, we're always looking for more people to play with the orchestra. Um, If you have a mandolin that belonged to your grandfather and you want to learn how to play it, come on by. We accept players of all uh, abilities. We'll help you learn. We'll hook you up with lessons. Um, Maybe if you played the violin you want to learn the mandolin, um, we could probably help you out with that too. That sounds like fun. We are an accepting accepting audience. We we want you to get involved. Come to a concert, buy a CD. But, uh, you know, if you're at all interested in performing – it's come, a lot of fun, I tell you what, you well. guys just, I know every year at Festa, we have about 50 mm-hmm. players, I'm trying, you know. It, it sounds like 50. <laughs> I, mean, you, look, I know you fill the stage. You, 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 maybe, I can't. maybe half that many, but. Uh, <laughs> but I know it always sounds fantastic, it's always a pleasure. So, uh, but we're going to take a quick commercial break now, but before we end the show, I'm going to have Martin, you're going to play something for us uh, here right, live I'll, in the I'll, studio, I'll okay? I'll dig it out and see what I can do. I will right, we'll be right back, folks, after this short break and a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. What a fun show. I mean, you know, this is like, I, I kind of feel like finally this is the show that kicks off the holidays, you know. know. I've had people bugging me for the last six weeks at Monalcino's, hey, we want you to play your Dominique the Donkey. Uh-huh. Say, forget about it. It's not the holidays until Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, I, right. I was just raised that way. I mean, I'll do you one better. I, I'm I'm Italian Catholic, yeah. so we didn't even play Christmas music in the month of December. It was Advent. You <laughs> played nice. Christmas True. music from Christmas Day to Epiphany. That mm-hmm. was the way we, we were brought up. So, you know, it's already a stretch for me to start this stuff on the on Thanksgiving, so you know, I play Dominique the Donkey. You know, we got to wait another week. You know, so I know I feel like we're finally kicking it off this week. It's yep. great to have the Seattle Mandolin Orchestra. I mean, you know, yeah, you feel like it's Italian Christmas, you know, right, baby. Right. So, it's perfect. Oh I yeah, love it. oh yeah. So we're gonna tell you folks there's some absolutely fantastic things that are coming up. Um, some great holiday events over the next thirty days here coming up in and around the Puget Sound area. You take the first one, Marcia. Okay. It's Italian Club, adult Christmas party with Westside Italian Civic Club. It's a Sunday, December 1st, uh, Rainier Golf and Country Club, and it's only $55. And this is a great event. And you know who is performing at this event? Um, they were just announced at the Italian Club is Mary Marchese. Oh. Mary is so fantastic. We... I had the great She's privilege. Yeah. Right? Remember yes. her? She she sang with us this year at the. She have like a 
Yeah. Jet, jet jazz. She's type, jazz. She's she's, she kind of like is a cross between like Connie uh, Connie Francis and you know and and, nice. and and you know um, mm-hmm. and and doing like the pop rhythm and blues. She just has a great voice, a great she style. Yes. Beautiful girl. She mm-hmm. she uh, performed with us at Festi Italiana. We're just thrilled. So folks, get your tickets for this. I know it's limited seating. You do not want to miss this event. One of right. the best Christmas parties around. Okay, the Vancouver. Sons of Italy Christmas party for the Vancouver Lodge uh, is going to also take place on Saturday, December 7th at the Club Club Green Meadows down in Vancouver, Washington. Okay, the next one is Bellevue Sons of Italy Christmas party, Sunday, December 8th. Uh, Maggiano at Bellevue Square. This is always a fun time because of the Bellevue, Bellevue, I got to Bellevue Sons of Italy has some wonderful people in it. The Jacobins are there, and they just got a great bunch of people. It's always a great party. And Maggiano's is a fantastic restaurant. Well, well so, I like it. You know? All those parties, San Vitali, the seven, the yeah, first. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's you know? so nice. You can be busy with all food because I'm That's curious right. about food. <laughs> now, if you're down by the beach, down by the mm. Ocean Shores, Aberdeen area, and you can't make it up to the Seattle area, we got you covered down there, too, because our good friends at the Amerigo Vespucci Sons of Italy Lodge in Aberdeen have their annual Christmas party on Sunday, December 8th at 4 o'clock at St. Mary's Parish Center. And it's always a great time. I really mm-hmm. miss seeing those people down there. We don't get a chance to go down as much as we I have know. in past years. We have to make a trip down to Aberdeen sometime this soon. This is a chance, you know? you know, to go all around Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The next one is uh, in Auburn, San Italy Christmas party. is on Friday, December 13th. And this, again, is always a great, Auburn is a great lodge. You know, our it's state, big too, our state president mm-hmm. and her husband belong there. Uh, many, many people, they, they have some of the best homemade wine, I got to tell you, that I've ever had there. I mean, this homemade wine, it's almost like drinking I liquor. I mean, it's stuff is, no, is really strong and it's good. You, you know? don't know how high you can drink. You don't have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're always a fun time, Friday, December 13th. Okay, right. And folks, just, you know, you can go on the Internet and just, you know, to mm-hmm. these different lodges and contact them, get your tickets, make your reservations. Last but not least, in terms of our... Um, Events prior to Christmas are we have the Italian kids Christmas party. Okay, this is put on by the Seattle Sons of Italy. It's on December 14th. They hold it at St. John's uh, Parish Hall up on North 80th in Seattle. It's a great, great event. We've gone there with our grandkids for the last three or four years. Uh, It's free for all kids 12 and under whose parents or grandparents belong to the Seattle Sons of Italy. Just give them a call, make your reservation, send them an email, and I'm sure they'll hook you up. And, of course, just to remind everybody, we got these great, fantastic Seattle Mandolin Orchestra concerts, their winter concerts, all free admission coming up, um, you know, for the basically for the next three weekends, uh, starting mm-hmm. Saturday, December 7th, 3 o'clock in Everett. Um, at the Everett Public Library, Sunday, December 15th, 3 o'clock at Coopville Library, and Sunday, December 22nd at 2 p.m. at the Bellevue Public Library. What a great way to take your kids, go out and take your family, have some really, really holiday cheer. Mm-hmm. And now before, uh, before we end, we have to tell you, however, about the number one uh-huh. holiday event. In fact, the number one event of the year. If you miss this event, shame on you because you got to wait another 12 months before you can do it again, okay? Oh, yeah, baby. Italian New Year's Eve 2019 New York style. That's right. December 31st, 6 o'clock to 10.30 p.m., which we're celebrating, remember, New York time. So at 9 o'clock, you know, we're going to have our big Times Square, you know, toast. We've got a big-sized TV about 20 feet Hall, and it's going to be there on the sidewall, the ballroom. We're going to watch the ball come down. We're going to drink our champagne. We're going to dance for a couple more hours, and we're all going to be back to our hotel before midnight, before the drunks come out, right? But it's just a blast. It's just a blast, okay? It's the only, the only Italian New Year's Eve party in the Pacific Northwest, okay? Where is it at? It's at Pellegrino's Event Center, okay? Here's what you get. You get a full Italian dinner. We got all kinds of specialty drinks all night long. There's going to be live music 
with the West Coast Italian radio band, Tony LaStelle and the Goombas. We're going to play all the Italian songs. We're going to play Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and we're going to take every one of your favorite classic rock and roll songs, Leonard Skinner, The Beatles, The Who, The Rolling Stones, and we're going to Italianize them and play you Italian versions of those, and we're going to dance and have a blast, okay? We got free giveaways going on all night long. We got great prizes donated by our different you know, our different sponsors there. But here's the biggest thing of all. The price of your ticket for $65. That's all the ticket costs. Includes your dinner, includes the dancing, includes the drawing for prizes. For $65, the price of your ticket, you get one more thing. That is, we're going to give away a free trip to Italy that night to a couple. Okay? A free trip for two to Italy. Okay? We're going to give you money for your airfare. And we're going to give you a week at some really, really nice place in Italy. We did this last year. The folks had a great time. We're doing it again this year. So think about it. For $65, where can you go to get a whole, you know, New Year's Eve party? And you get the giveaways. You get the great Italian dinner. And you get dancing all night night long. And you also have a chance to win a trip to Italy, okay? There's limited seatings. They only have 175 uh, tickets Get your tickets right away. And I think we are right now, we're already sold about 50 so far because we're in our pre-sales. If you buy your tickets before December 1st, you get it for $65. After that, it goes up to 75 bucks. They also got a great hotel deal down there. If you want to stay overnight with us, it's only $79 for a couple of the best Western and beautiful hotel right down the street. So, you know, think about it. You spent $250 to go to, uh, you know, the the uh, Space Needle. What do you get? No. Here, 65 bucks. There you go. Go right now, today, to PellegrinosEventCenter.com and buy your ticket there or call 360-709-9055. Okay, now I thought a way to end the day, you know, since we're kicking off the holiday season and we got these fantastic musicians here with us from the uh, Seattle Mandolin Orchestra, we're going to ask my friend Martin Stallione. Stallione? Stallione. Martin Stallione, okay? We're going to have you take us out today. Folks, God bless you all. We'll be back next week with our another great holiday show celebrating 31 days of the holidays, Italian style. Martin, hit it and take us out. Well, I hope you don't mind a couple Christmas tunes. You bet.